Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Georgie. Welcome to Dead Dove, a fan fiction podcast. A fan fiction podcast or a podcast about fan fiction? Hmm. Why not both? Um, hello, everyone. It's us again. 2024, we're back. We're back and better than ever. Well, we're back. Um, <laughs> at what point do you stop saying Happy New Year to people? Is it like 10 days in? Because we're we're like balls deep in January right now. For real. And I definitely had this when I was back at work. Mm-hmm. And it was like the, the, the 11th, 12th of January. And I was going, Happy New Year. And I was like, that feels stupid. It's It's been too long to do that. I think we're past that point. Someone asked me how my Christmas was today. And I was like, ugh. I don't remember. What's your, what's your game? Bit early, are you? Uh, what are you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, uh, that aside, we're back. We've been off for a bit, haven't we? Because we have. we've we've had a natural break caused by the festive period, but then also we've both been so busy and yeah. trying to get together to record has been quite difficult. It really has. But we are here now, um, and we're going to talk about something that was is kind of a callback to one of the very first conversations we ever had before we started this podcast. Yeah. Because for those who don't know, we started this podcast because we were having a discussion over the work chat. Um, and I was just like, do you know what? Fan fiction, I just don't get it. And you were like, yeah, okay. Lucky for you. And then you were, and then I was like, but I don't understand this, this, and this. And Georgie was just like, just like firing off. I don't remember even how we started having that conversation. No, I don't. And then we were like, is this a podcast? Should we save this? Um, and then, but one of the things you sent to me, what, what was it that you said to me? And then I was just, oh, actually, I don't know about this. You were saying that you don't get fan fiction, that mm. you think it was, what was it? Well-intentioned, but poorly written. Or what was it? Well-intentioned, no, poorly written, um, but well-intentioned uh, fiction in fandoms that people enjoy where the people fuck each other, something like that, was something it? Something along yeah. those lines. And that was very much where you stood on it. And I said, but Matt. I said, you play things like RPGs. True. Could one not consider those a form of fan fiction? And my knee couldn't have jerked fast enough with the reaction that I had to this. And it was a, it was a knee jerk reaction, it was the, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because I felt a little bit like, firstly, how dare you? <laughs> and secondly, I was like, of course not. Of course that's not fan fiction. And then we've just kept coming back to it every now and then. And whilst my heckles do go up significantly when I'm kind of posed with that question you know there is some ground i have to concede somewhere along the line but i do think it's a very interesting conversation yeah so welcome to our first debate club episode mm, yeah the topic today folks are rpgs fan fiction and and are we talking specifically tabletop role-playing games well i'm glad you asked because i was gonna do a little bit of a let's think about this let's break it down let's contextualize this mm. because obviously rpgs role-playing games obviously i'm, I'm acronym yeah not already. rocket propel grenades uh, oh shit there like, is also that oh, that fuck, no, i used to, I used to replan everything they have changed a lot over time and a lot of people have a lot of preconceptions about what they are what they involve so i think it is interesting to kind of add some context to the question so if you think about it back way back when you historical reenactment Mm. That is a considered some kind of a role play. It's like LARPing. It is. But yeah. um, the ancient Han Chinese organized events in which participants pretended to be from an earlier age with entertainment appearing to be the primary purpose. So in that kind of dynasty. Yeah, the Romans as well did it. Famously, they would recreate sea battles in their coliseums. Exactly. So Famous ones, I believe. They're LARPing. Are they not? They love to LARP. They, they love Romans. to LARP. Yeah. I've always said that about the Romans. 
Love to laugh. Vinny, Beachy, Larpy. Larpy. <laughs> exactly. And this is the thing, because when you role play in that context, obviously LARPing, sorry, again, live action role playing. So that would be the kind of reenactments that you see, whereas role playing or tabletop role playing, that's something that you play with dice potentially mm-hmm. and you know a character and then you control that character. Whereas live action role playing is you dressed up in the field if you like. So, some LARPs, though, do have a game element, don't they? They do, they yeah. Do there's definitely some crossover. I'm going uh, LARPing for the first time at the end of April. Are you actually? Yeah. What's the LARP? Um, it's called the Empire. Okay. Yeah. And what are we talking? It's, it's like just the usual medieval kind of... Kind of Ren Faire type... Yeah, yeah, yeah. ...deal. Okay, yeah. cool. That's mm-hmm. that's exciting, isn't it? It is. So that did is something that did cross my mind, actually, recently when rethinking this about whether reenactments could be mm-hmm. considered fan fiction. Now, can they be considered fan fiction? Would you consider them a role play? Because cosplay, we talked about, you know, that's people telling stories about fandoms through creative expression i would argue though with cosplay that's very much like a picture like taking a photo of something you're not necessarily storytelling with that character as much as you are paying homage to them Mm -hmm. it's like a painting versus a film yeah yeah you know yeah yeah. it's a story being told but in a very kind of like snapshot way exactly so i think if you were to like larp or if you were to play an rpg um that's kind of like a a drawn out, I say campaign, but you're making decisions mm-hmm. in the mind of the character you are embodying, and those decisions will have decisions will have long term consequences. If you're cosplaying, that doesn't necessarily happen, I don't think. No, and then what, you know, when I said at the start there that you know we're talking tabletop role playing games, does this also re- like apply mm-hmm. to video role playing games? Because I believe that you're a fan of the currently quite popular <laughs> Baldur's Gate Three, whatever which gave is a, you that impression, which is a role playing game, yes, of which you design a character, you mm-hmm. have some choices mm-hmm. from a list of things that appear yep. that are contextual that have consequences. Correct? Absolutely. Is that fan fiction? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm so you shouldn't have brought that up this early. I just did. I just did. So. With Baldur's Gate 3, if you want to listen to me talk about this more, I am going to plug my other podcast. I'm going to plug- Shameless media whore, Georgie Bruce. Hey, I plug this one on my Baldur's Gate 3 podcast all the time. It's called Return to Camp, mm-hmm. and it's really good, so listen to it. It's all right. Uh, have you actually listened to it? I have listened to it, but then I don't, I don't know what Baldur's Gate 3 is, okay. other than your deranged rambling, so like, <laughs> my context is just, it's just horny vampires. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And Hev's just sat there going, "Oh no, not again." <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's a that's a role playing video game, mm-hmm. and it's quite it's quite funny you mentioned that because obviously the last piece of fan fiction I wrote was about Baldur's Gate. Right? It was, yeah. And when I'm writing that, if I'm doing something Tav centric, so the character that you play as, the default name that comes up is Tav. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what everyone kind of that's like the the accepted name. It's like YN, but we just say Tav, you know. When I write this fan fiction, if it's to do with Tav, I don't imagine me. I mm. imagine Nia, who is my current Tav. Mm-hmm. I imagine this wood elf monk. And it's it's interesting because I do, I, I mean, I a lot, very much so, use it as a form of escapism. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy the the kind of decisions that I make. I mean, I don't know if I'm too close to the situation <laughs> to make an accurate assumption here. I don't think I would call the act of playing 
this particular game but then again i do like to just go up to a star and go kiss me if you don't call it fan fiction that's going to put you on very unsteady ground for further arguments let me let me explain myself here come on then you're in the dock okay so i this is going to be so embarrassing but it's fine i think we're past i think we're past that that, yeah so i the the distinction that i would want to make is that the choices within for example a tabletop role-playing game let's say dungeons and dragons right those cho- i've heard of it <laughs> those choices are less kind of prescriptive than they would be in a video rpg yeah because in a video game i get like four choices yeah, and it's yeah, pick yeah. One. whereas if i were to be playing on the tabletop i could say whatever you want whatever and it, it would be more kind of there'd be more freedom mm-hmm. to do that so i think the freedom element definitely has something to do with it because as we've discussed at length the point of fan fiction is to explore the creative freedoms and the creative liberties that are offered to us when we're outside of these kind of really restrictive, um, prescriptive ways of creating media, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And then the other part of me is like, I do kind of use that game as fan fiction mm-hmm. because I want to look like that. I want to look like her. I want to be able to go up to my sexy wizard boyfriend and my vampire boyfriend and my barbarian wife and go, can you kiss me? And I'll go, yeah, okay. I'm busy. Sorry. Wash me air. They never say that. They love me. <laughs> I've had to leave Gail and Carl like at camp because I'm like, I keep getting distracted by you. This is my Astarian run. I can't. How many times through this game now? I'm like midway through my second playthrough. Oh, okay. I'm, like, I'm about 170 hours in. It's time well spent, I feel. <laughs> me too. Yeah, time well spent. Um. So, yeah. And I, I think, obviously, I'm playing it very differently the second time through than the first time through. I am definitely using it like fan fiction i'll go and i'll change my outfits to something that i would want to be wearing that Mm -hmm. i would want to see and i will make that boy genius hoodie (laughs) exactly (laughs) can you import the skins into uh, Baldur's gate (laughs) three exactly um and you know i like i said i will do things that i'm doing not to further the plot not to make a story arc but because i want it for my own gratification right okay do you know what i mean yeah but then people that's People do fan fiction for those reasons, right? Right. Yeah. And I think that I, I mean, Jesus Christ, just go through my liked and saved TikToks. It definitely lends itself to the fan fiction thing because I think the level of catharsis that you experience when playing this game is, I, well, you know me, I was never like a gamer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This game has fundamentally changed me as a person right. in a way that only a few fan fictions have. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. And is it specific to... Do you think that, like, Baldur's Gate 3 is going to turn you on to video games in a way that you've never done before? Or is it just you like Baldur's Gate 3? I don't know. I think it's going to take a lot to compete with it, mm-hmm. simply because of the way that the characters are are kind of set up. Okay. And I think the core premise of Baldur's Gate 3 is I want to live. Actually, I want to live. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like a really special thing. And some of the stories that you see and not things that you see in the mainstream, again, very similar to fan fiction. Mm-hmm. And even with the other characters that you interact with. So we'll use, we'll use Astari as an example, because he's a really, I mean, they're all, they all have elements of this within them, but he's my little porky wookie baby. So that's, oh, I can't believe that's been captured on. It has. Well, Gail and I are happily married. Okay. Oh my God. Actually, maybe I should use him as an, as a, <laughs> maybe i should use him as an example both of them so obviously obviously as in any video game the choices that you make don't just affect you you can make choices on behalf of other characters too Mm -hmm. and they've all got what are kind of accepted as good endings and kind of what are accepted as not great endings 
So, spoiler alert, Baldur's Gate 3, um, Wistarium, mm-hmm. you can let him ascend and become this kind of evil or controlling vampire, which is kind of the very thing that he's fought I, to destroy. I you meant something else by ascend there. Oh, he like, does Like, let that. him ascend all over your face and chest. Oh, God, any day of the week. And... Um, I've literally forgotten what I was saying. You've um, got a choice of letting him ascend over your face and chest or... Um, not that. And right now that does sound like the less appealing option, but it's not. It's the one you want to pick where you say to him, you know, this isn't you, this isn't what you want, this kind of thirst for power is... Ba-. And you kind of... Those choices really, really affect the other character and they affect their characterization as mm-hmm. well. So you can go through these games and you can you can mould a character to how you would want them to act, which again is a very fan fiction-y thing to do. Mm-hmm. On the topic of fan fiction, mm-hmm. in the epilogue, they um, Gail can either become the god of ambition, which I don't like, I don't care for it, mm. or I think they wrote it literally for me. He can go back to Waterdeep and he can become a professor at the the academy for like the wizards, not in like a gross Hogwarts way. Um, and he can become a professor and you live with him in his big tower with a library and your cat. Oh, that sounds good. It's good, right? So your choices affect other people. Therefore, it could be argued. I I will cut a lot of this out because I've been talking about Baldur's Gate 3 for quite a long time. Um, You've Trojan horse the uh, Return to Camp episode instead of. But yeah, I, I mean, I can definitely see why one would be able to make that case. But it's like you say, there's elements of fan fiction in it in that you do get some choices, but they're quite prescriptive. You don't have the freedom or the yeah. freewheeling kind of leash to go and do whatever you wanted. It's it's within confines of contextual choices that yeah. come out throughout the game that, start, that are prescripted, basically. Yeah. Which is like, I think we, we've spoken about it a lot, haven't we? One of the main things that fan fiction kind of does is offer that space where there aren't these kind of boundaries mm. or these kind of um, guidelines, if you like. Yeah. So thinking about fan fiction. Mm-hmm. If you remember, what was the kind of fandom that was the genesis of fan fiction? Uh, Star Trek. What RPG do you play regularly? Star Trek. Yeah, I've been in a. I joined a Star Trek Adventures role playing game group during lockdown, mm-hmm. not knowing anything about Star Trek. And I still don't know anything about Star Trek. <laughs> and it's still going two years later. And I have a wonderful time because I like hanging out and playing games with my friends. And this is, to me, I'm playing a role-playing game and having a great time doing it. But there is an argument to say that, you know, we meet up monthly to create our own piece of fan art in uh-huh. in a role-playing game context. Mm-hmm. Because the... the and this is perhaps just where the the gray area happens is like it's it really only exists for those people around that table at that one time but that's the same of any live performance you know yeah a, you know a, a theatrical performance on stage in the west end only exists for the people on the stage and in the room watching it and then tomorrow they start again those they they're just little moments that are captured and really what's the difference but then uh, not all role playing games um, are take place in licensed fandoms or you know recognizable yeah. fandoms so my kind of vitriolic uh <laughs> um reaction to the first thing you said which was you know role yeah, tabletop role-playing games are um are fanfic was no they're not but i mean they now you know a year plus of thinking about it i was like well 
They actually can be. Okay, cool. End of podcast. Bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs> um, they totally can be, and they 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 exist in like a like a weird in in between space where they can be. But I, I remember when we were talking about this initially, you were like, "Go on Ao3. I bet you'll find tons of Critical Role um, mm-hmm. fanfic." And you do, yeah. but they're not play reports of Critical Role. They're people writing fanfics of play reports that yeah. they've seen on YouTube. So this thing for me was like, how do, how does it exist? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, the, but the thing is, if me and my friends, when we play our Star Trek Adventures game, if we wrote that up and edited it and put it on AO3, that's just Star Trek fanfic yeah, with, you know, non-canonical characters. Your OCs, yeah, absolutely. Although there have been some canonical characters in there. Yeah. So, you know, they've worked their way in. So, yeah, it absolutely can be, but I don't think all of it is. Okay, that's okay. I think the the, the chance element in a lot of tabletop RPGs, mm. and I mean, Baldur's Gate 3 is an exception because obviously a lot of stuff does come down to dice rolls and that, but if you think of another RP- Final Fantasy, for example, that's an RPG video game. There's not as much chance in that as there would be in a game of D and D. Yeah, completely. You know? Yeah, and that I guess that kind of does act as some kind of guideline or some kind of barrier mm-hmm. because if you say I want to go and I want to, you know, kneecap this guard and pirouette over his body and loot this room, mm-hmm. but you roll a two, yeah, you're not going to get to do that. You're not, no. Generally, and th- this is interesting because in the, in the tabletop role playing game space last year, there was a content creator whose name I've instantly forgotten because I was just <laughs> like, ugh. But it, they're big and popular, and they caused a big stink because they said, um, "Tabletop role playing games, you're not storytelling. You're as a games master, you're not storyteller. You are an encounter designer." Oh yeah, I remember this. Do you remember this yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember and who it was, but I remember the- there was a lot of high profile people that I kind of respect who defended that viewpoint, and I was just like. Fuck, your games sound terrible. Like, yeah. irrespective. And he, they, he was like, the one thing that stops it being a story is the dice resolution mechanic. And I was just like, that's absolute bullshit. Because, because yeah. like, what if you were writing a novel mm-hmm. and you were using, like, loads of people do this. They use, like, those mystery cards or whatever, and they pull something out as a prompt to get yeah. them thinking. Because that is random, does that now make your story null and void? So, it's an interesting perspective because I don't think it makes it less of a story. I think you've got to be more adept of a storyteller because God knows how many campaigns I have run mm-hmm. where I have wanted something to go one way, but because of the dice, I've been like, fuck, right, on the fly, think of something else, think of a reason this didn't work. Mm-hmm. I think it makes you into a far more nimble and a far more creative storyteller to have these things thrown up at you. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, if it's at the table, you've got to think of a solution there and then that satisfies all these people around a table and that isn't just kind of, and it was all a dream. It has to be something that can still progress the story forward, keeping in mind your bigger picture. Mm -hmm. I think it makes you really fucking good storyteller to be able to do that. And I think, yes, it presents limitations. As I say, you know, you roll a natural one, you can't do that thing. Mm -hmm. But then you still got to think of a creative and story accurate reason why. So why that, yeah, fuck that guy. (laughs) And I think that, a lot of the problem I had with, with that guy is that he, he seemed to be a guy who only ever played D&D, where yeah. if you play it, rules is written, things are binary, success or failure, right? Yeah. But games have moved on so much since then mm. that 
you know, interpreting things that are not quite full failures or not quite full successes yeah. has, has been a thing that's happening over the over the last kind of mm. 25 years of role-playing games that people aren't interested in a, oh, I do this really awesome thing because I'm a super-powered warrior and, oh, I rolled a one, so I just I just look stupid and nothing happens. Yeah, like the game that you play quite a lot has some really interesting mechanics with how it deals with like... Yeah, it does. Failures it's, and successes. And I think that, that gives you freedom, mm. but also doesn't let you just do anything you fucking want, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you know, there's been times in, in my long running campaign that uh, uh, you can find on YouTube, the bad spot. I'm not <laughs> yeah. the only one plugging, oh, you're, you're not the only one plugging your own uh, side projects or side hustles. But like, there's been times where I've, you know, rolled the worst possible miss yeah. in what I'm doing. And I'm like, Okay, well, I'm going to succeed at what I was trying, mm. but there's going to be some pretty big fucking consequences yeah, to that. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, that's something that you can do in an old school role-playing game, mm. but like, you know, then people get funny about the rules, don't they? They're oh, like, oh, you're do. fudging dice. I think you're fine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ridiculousness. So for you, mm-hmm. I think the point that you made was really, really interesting about if you literally were to take your your notes from your Star Trek game mm-hmm. and write them up and put them on io3 that would be fan fiction absolutely where's the line then yeah so is it, it that it's written down well that's is it, it. Is that is it is it that it's published online specifically is it what what to you where does that break come in yeah it, i mean it's interesting because if you did write it up and put it on io3 you could definitely say it was fan fiction and it just because it makes it real essentially doesn't it whereas if I was to say, oh, we were playing a role-playing game, people accept and they know what that means, mostly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then if you said, oh, me and my friends, the the five of us were around a table creating a bit of live-action fan fiction. That sounds they, like porn. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it, people, It's not a thing that's currently a thing, but it really is. Is it the sexual element, do you think, that what? provides that kind of stop, that makes you pause? And you go, well, it's not like sexy, smutty stuff, so it can't be fan fiction. No, 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 no. It's just because I can't show anyone it or like I can't share it with anyone who wasn't there. Do you know what I mean? Whereas fan fiction kind of exists to be shared, right? Yeah, it's for a community to be shared into a community. So even if it's just for for you to then read back or if it's for just you and your small group of friends or whatever. If you were to live stream your Star Trek game, Mm -hmm. Would that constitute as fan fiction? I think so, yeah. And I've I've watched streams and APs of people who will do, you know, Blades in the Dark, but they're all in costume. They're obviously mm. sat in front of their webcams, <laughs> but like they're all in, co- they, you know, they've they've tried to create some immersion to, yeah, yeah. to it, which obviously goes a long way. And you know, there's a lot of people. When I first started my YouTube channel, my initial aim was what a lot of people have tried and failed to do. I also failed to do it and then just stopped trying but like is to play a role-playing game and then just take all of the mechanics out and the rules out and then yeah, you just go yeah, for the story yeah, yeah. but then that's just not anything yeah <laughs> that's nothing yeah no for sure um and you know people want the game part of it because and this is where the tension of, of role-playing game fans is like you know you say well i don't mind fudging a dice and they're like well you're not playing a game oh, you yeah, don't fudge the dice yeah, of monopoly yeah, yeah. do you and i was like i don't play monopoly dickhead <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, i wouldn't know yeah but the point is, is that yeah, there is always this tension of like, like me and my my friend Steve have another podcast that runs on my channel. But okay, that's two oh, for that's one. Two though, for one. So now, I'm yeah. gonna have to think of something else to plug. So. Um, and we talked very briefly about the frustrations that we've had in the past with you know hit points, for example. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Steve was saying, you know, if one of my players describes something that's really cool, Rule and cool, they man. and they roll the dice, yep. and you'd crunch the numbers. And it's not quite enough to kill the goblin. He'll just look and go, do you know what? 
That feels like enough. Rule of cool. Rule of cool, right? Absolutely. But the amount of comments we got, they were like, you're not playing D&D. Oh. You're, play, you're playing a homebrew combat simulator. That's not D&D. Oh. Just like this is this, this is why I don't this is why I don't play D and D. Yeah, well, this is it's quite funny because that's my most played RPG, mm-hmm. and it does vary wildly depending on who you play with. Yeah, yeah, in the same way that fan fiction will vary wild, very wildly depending on who's writing it and from what perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And I think there are some people who are super duper wedded to like in canon characterizations of characters. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong. Okay, I say some people listen not to be a gatekeeper. But that was me locking a gate. You're keeping some gates over there. Yeah, you know it. You know it. I think that there are sometimes characters, and I'm like, why have you said they do that? They would never do that. That's mm. fucking stupid. And I'm like, are these I, canonical characters. That yeah, work yeah. Into so like, if game. I'm reading something, I, I'm so sorry. That this is the first one. <laughs> if I'm reading something and it's like, oh yeah, um, Satoru Gojo is a top. I'm like, no, he's not. Right. It, it's not. Why are you saying that? He's mm-hmm. okay. You know, he's not real. <laughs> First of all, first of all, that's rude. Um, um, but and, do you know what I mean? It's stuff like that. And I'm like, that's not, that, that's why it's not true. Am I those people? Am I like you didn't roll yeah. the right number? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But in an RPG, I'm like, fucking grow up. I yeah. can do what it's. Do you know what, it's weird, right? Yeah. That those rules kind of exist in a similar way. Mm, yeah, but like you that, know, rolling a... an eighteen or topping or bottoming—that's <laughs> kind of the same thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yours feels more specific. I, yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's you know everyone has their their weird little rules. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, 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 maybe okay. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's isn't that just you being protective of canonical things? I don't know. Is he is he canonic, canonically a top or a bottom? That's a really good. Is question. it not explored in in what show is it? Jujutsu Kaisen. Okay, is it not explored in the, in that show? Um. In a, in a sense. Is it is it in a sense in the sense that it isn't, but you're just reading that into it? Yeah. Yeah. I thought <laughs> yeah. so. I thought um, so. Yeah, this is... Okay, so, right, let's... Uh, so when people, like, say this character is straight, and I'm mm-hmm. like, they are gay. Okay. Sure, you're a stupid face. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the same as, like, well, you didn't roll enough to call that character, so why are you... Maybe I'm just a hater. Maybe you could be a hater. Maybe, maybe I'm just a hater. Yeah, you could be a hater. Do you see how, like, I've grown in the sense that a year ago you asked me... <laughs> You said tabletop role playing games of fan fiction. I was like, get fucked. And yeah. now here we are, me being Mr. Like, hey, you know, it exists in a kind of a, an in between space. In a liminal state. In a yeah, liminal yeah, state, yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't want to say liminal. Why? It's such a buzzword. It's such I love a buzzword. It's liminal. one of my favorite words. Liminal. That is so liminal, what you're saying. <laughs> I'm just going to use it for everything. This <laughs> cup of tea is so liminal. Fuck off. Oh, um, I hate that so much. Matt's drinking his cup of tea right now, by the way, out of the Christmas present I got him. That's a mug that says Hugo Award winning author on it. Because it's true. Because it's true. Because it's true. So yeah, it, I I feel like I've shown some personal growth. So maybe it's time you grow up. Maybe, maybe it's. Well, hey, I acknowledge that I was being a hater. Would I have done that before? Who can say? Yeah, who can say? Some of you have grown. Yeah. So. So what? I, what I will say. Mm-hmm. One more time. Yeah. For the cheap seats in the back. For cheap seats in the back. Yeah. You. What? For the cheap people in the back. What? Don't be rude. Okay. <laughs> What did you describe fan fiction as? I uh, well-meaning but mm-hmm. badly written mm-hmm. um, fiction. Yep. In set in internet. Uh, no. No. Set in intellectual properties yeah. that uh, where the characters fuck each other. Perfect. Yeah. What about that? Maybe except for the fucking. Hey, I'm not one to judge. Mm-hmm. Does not describe your current Star Trek game, or does not describe my D and D campaign. Yeah. No. Fair. No. Nothing. 
I was expecting a fight. Maybe we, I mean, we'd end this. Okay, thanks, guys. Thanks Bye. Um, yeah. No, I mean, no, there isn't anything other than um, the f- fiction, like the 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 kind of capturing part, the of ephemerality it. of something that you're doing. Yeah, live action, but like, yeah. think about like oral poetry. Look exactly. At, look well, at the Iliad. That you know, our was... Star Trek game is not the Iliad. I should <laughs> say that right I, now. I mean, you know, that wasn't that was an oral poetry tradition, mm-hmm. and then it got written down. It became literature, and also it's basically fan fiction about the Greek gods. Let's be fully for real right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The same I, way. I haven't read it, so I don't know. Have you not? I'll lend you a copy. I don't. You won't I don't, read, I don't want to read it, it now. Um, <laughs> it's quite long. Is it? It's famously quite long. In a sense, in a sense, it's long. It's 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 about the length of a book, I'd say. Can I watch the film <laughs> Troy instead? Um, I love that film for reasons that are absolutely not to do with its. Plot I can't accuracy. imagine what they are. There's a lot of sweaty guys in skirts, isn't there? Mm, yeah. yeah. Who's in that again? Sean Bean's in it. I don't care about that. Eric Banner, Orlando Bloom, uh, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. In that, I don't yeah. care about him. Yeah. Okay. I care about him less. Okay. But you would care about him if he asked. <laughs> if he was like, please, and I go. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. It's, uh, fan fiction is pop. Pop bean. <laughs> pod bean. Sorry. No. I agree. Yep. Yes. I think that the ephemeral nature of what RPGs are mm-hmm. could make a case that they are not fan fiction because they are not being shared out to a community. However, live streaming something like you know a, a, an RPG campaign that you're playing. Mm-hmm. One would argue could be, but then then that's uh, the, 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 oh, I think oh. we might have hit on something else here. He just kind of sat forward in his chair with such such ambition, teammates. When, when we play our Star Trek game, yes, no one is under any illusions that we're performing something. Whereas mm. some people who are on a a role play game live stream are definitely performing for an audience. Yeah. Whereas we're just friends playing a game together, mm. and we're creating our own little story. Mm. The Perhaps the intended audience is just us. Okay, so in audience, intended audience, you think can come into this? I think it can play a part. Yeah, definitely, because it's a. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a private game. You okay. know what I mean, it's, it's not, yeah. it's not being shared. It's intended for to be private. So, but you're saying that you're creating stories set in a world or an IP that you and these people care about enough to have, you know, decided to seek it out in mm-hmm. your own personal time yep. to storytell within it. Yep. And you don't think that's fan fiction. Oh, no, I do. <laughs> but I'm saying that there there is an extra element that separates a live stream of a role-playing game yeah. against a private game that's at home for people. Yeah. That's, you know, it's just a very small audience. I, in fact, the next time we get together, I'm going to ask them. Oh my God, please do. you do. consider this fan fiction? I think that'd be really interesting because like, obviously I've got a Google Drive that's chock full of fan fiction that I've never published. Mm-hmm. If a tree falls in the forest, you know, I've never published it. Does that, is it not fan fiction? If a tree falls in a forest, does that make it pornography? If a tree falls in the forest, did I fuck the wizard? Exactly, yeah. Um, Every time is the answer. Yes, I did. Yeah. My character fucks in Star Trek. Not going to lie. <laughs> I, like... <laughs> There's our pull quote for yeah. the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so my character, I started him off, and I didn't. I obviously don't really know anything about Star Trek. So I made him to be like this brooding, kind of like bad boy of Starfleet. Okay. And then within about 10 minutes, yeah. he had become who I describe as a mixture between Johnny Bravo (laughs) and do you remember when Buzz Lightyear gets switched back into Toy Story 3 to thinking he's a toy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very specific. Um, No, no, sorry. It's um, 
Buzz Lightyear when they run into the real Buzz Lightyear runs into Toy Buzz Lightyear in yeah. in, Buzz, in Toy Story Two. So a mixture between those two people, and he's basically just a himbo party boy. I love that who doesn't understand what's going on because in real in real life I don't understand what's going on. And, and you I have are to, a himbo party boy. Exactly. That is people do say that about me quite a lot. They do. Um, yeah, I said so because my character is a himbo. I bought a himbo badge. And I wore it to our Christmas dinner. I remember. And you said, you are not... Um, I didn't say this. Our friend Ro said this. Yeah. They said, you're not strong or stupid enough to be a himbo. <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong. Not wrong. Absolutely not wrong. Um, I wasn't wearing it to say it about me. It was about my character. So anyway. But yeah, I don't know how we got into that. But um, yeah, I was about to say, it's not the fucking that's the problem because my character fucks. He's fucked literally every side character. <laughs> God, you make me sound like a nun. Um... I yeah I think the, the the whole privacy and sharing publicly thing is really interesting mm-hmm. because like I said I have fan fiction that I never intend to publish it's still fan fiction it wouldn't be safe for you to publish it <laughs> exactly the web ain't ready um <laughs> not this web the dark web possibly yeah yeah, yeah. um but like it's it, I'm never going to publish it mm-hmm. but it still is it still is it still exists it's exactly. still a thing so what do you think everyone do you think tabletop role-playing games, role-playing games, video games, do you think they're fan fiction? Or could they at least be considered in the same school of thought? To have fan fiction elements? Yeah. Get in touch. Don't know how. Podbean. You can You can pod... No, stop. My you God. can Am podbean okay? on Spotify. Um, uh, <laughs> she podbean on my Spotify till I like Apple Music. <laughs> no, that would have been better if I... She Spotify on my Podbean till I Apple. Yeah, that's yeah, a good one. I like that. Um, yeah, you can you can leave us a little comment on Spotify. Yeah, yeah, please do. Yeah. You know, delete. we'll ignore it if it's negative. Yeah, we'll delete. Or if it, it doesn't, if it doesn't reinforce our views, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. deleted. I'm sorry. What else is social media? We'll, ju- we'll delete the whole channel. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that as much as we did. Yeah, because we we always kind of come back to it and circle back to it. We do. We needed to. We need to put this to bed once it, we, and for yeah, all. Yeah, and now we're never allowed to talk about it ever again. Yeah. Um. So. Um, yeah, I think it was really interesting to talk about it and I'd be really intrigued to hear what other people's views are. And yeah. I know that I'm probably going to get like lambasted for even suggesting it, but hey. You'll get lambasted. They can't. I don't want people to lambast you. You're not to be lambasted. Oh. Okay. Stop that. Stop that lambasting. <laughs> Apple. Podbean. Spotify. Do it. Do it. Yes. 2024 is the year this this outro gets polished. It is. And I've, I've always said that. Yeah, I've always said it. I, I said it didn't need polishing, but there you go. I've always, I yeah, 2024. 2024, yeah, bye. Bye. <laughs>